0: You're listening to ReachMD, and this is GI Insights, produced in partnership with the American Gastroenterological Association. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Menon, and I would like to welcome Dr. Ziad F. Galad, Assistant Professor of Medicine and Director of Quality at the Division of Gastroenterology and Director of Clinical Improvement, Department of Medicine at Duke University Medical Center. Welcome, Dr. Galad.
1: Thank you very much. It's great to be with you.
0: Now, you uh, chaired a a symposium yesterday on everything to do about PQRS, and you also gave a presentation. Why don't you give us a little background on that?
1: Great. Yeah, so yesterday uh, morning there was a session called um, Making Dollars and Cents of Quality, a how-to guide for PQRS, which is the Physician Quality Reporting System. Um, notice that when we said making dollars and cents, it wasn't C-E-N-T-S. It was cents, uh, because uh, while this is about money, I think there's a lot of other issues at play. So it was a session that included a talk that I did on nuts and bolts of PQRS, and then there were a number of specific talks diving into details about metrics in inflammatory bowel disease, metrics in hepatitis C, and then metrics in colorectal cancer screening.
0: So based on all the speakers, your talk and the Q&A that you got, what would you say were the most important takeaways for practicing gastroenterologists?
1: Yeah, no, uh, I think it's a great question. There were um, a number of key points. I would say the, the first key point is that PQRS uh, is uh, here to stay. Uh, it's been codified into law, and so I think it pays, uh, uh, it's worth paying attention to for a number of reasons. So the first reason, of course, is reimbursement. Uh, Up to 6% of Medicare Part B fee-for-service reimbursement is at risk, uh, depending on PQRS uh, participation uh, this year. So your participation in 2015 impacts reimbursement in 2017. So really, uh, the time is now to act. I think that was lesson one. Uh, The second important piece of information is that there are a number of mechanisms to report PQRS. Uh, the societies have uh, tried to make this uh, uh, as easy as possible for practicing physicians. Both the AGA and the uh, other societies have products available through their websites for reporting. And so I, I'd encourage everyone to, to take a look at those sites because uh, they do make reporting quite quite easy. Uh, the third uh, is that the metrics themselves, while imperfect, uh, are what we have. Uh, and... Um, uh, it turns out it, when you look at the data, uh, in some areas we actually do quite well. So it uh, not only pays to report, but I think it will reflect the good care that we provide.
0: Excellent and very interesting and informative. I, I want to get a little specific uh, about some of the issues in reporting for specific diseases and or procedures that perhaps can be upgraded by the practitioner. What would you say are the, the,
1: some of the keys here? So, uh, again, there are three areas specifically for PQRS that are are reportable. Uh, If we focus on the first area, which is colorectal cancer screening, that's really focused on colonoscopy performance. Uh, There are three measures that are specific to colonoscopy that are reported as part of PQRS. The first is the adenoma detection rate. Uh, The second is the proportion of individuals with normal colonoscopy that are given a 10-year surveillance interval. Uh, And the third is a surveillance measure, um, making sure that those individuals who come for uh, for a colonoscopy have at least three years since the prior colonoscopy. So those are the areas in, in colorectal cancer screening or colonoscopy that are important to pay attention to. Uh, in uh, in inflammatory bowel disease and hepatitis C there are measure groups for each of those diseases again the details of those are available on the on the website uh, these measure groups have a combination of what are called cross-cutting measures which are things like smoking cessation Uh, alcohol cessation counseling, weight loss counseling, et cetera, and then also disease-specific measures. So, for example, uh, in inflammatory bowel disease, there might be specific measures about vaccination in patients who are on immunosuppressants. There are measures uh, related to uh, bone density screening in in patients who are on long-term steroid use. So those are disease-specific measures in uh, inflammatory bowel disease. In hepatitis C, there are, again, a number of disease-specific and cross-cutting measures, the same cross-cutting measures I mentioned previously, uh, and then disease-specific measures uh, like um, making sure to test uh, for hepatitis C genotype prior to treatment, checking an RNA level prior to treatment and at 12 weeks, uh, and a number of other disease-specific measures specifically related to hepatitis C. Um, A new measure uh, related to shared decision-making also uh, has been incorporated into PQRS, uh, as well as uh, screening for hepatocellular carcinoma in patients with uh, cirrhosis. A final
0: question. Uh, What is your impression and what was the discussion about incorporating some of what you just discussed into the uh, electronic medical records?
1: Yeah, the electronic medical record is going to become an increasingly important piece of the quality measurement infrastructure. Um, There are a number of mechanisms for reporting quality metrics. Uh, There are claims-based reporting options, which are quickly disappearing. Uh, There are registries uh, and qualified clinical data registries um, that some require manual entry, some can be electronically transmitted, but the electronic health record is also uh, an appropriate Mechanism for reporting quality metrics. There are limited numbers of metrics that can be reported through the EHR, the, the so-called electronic uh, clinical quality measures. But the number of those measures are increasing, and I think we'll see an increasing role of the electronic health record in uh, in reporting quality metrics. And I'll also add that um, it goes beyond PQRS. Uh, I think that quality metrics obviously are important for PQRS, uh, but private payers are increasingly uh, becoming interested in these measures as well. And there's going to be alignment uh, over the next five years in the measures that PQRS uses and those that are used by private insurers uh, to judge the quality of care provided uh, by physicians. So I think it will be increasingly important to measure these in the EHR. If you can build these measures into your templates in the EHR, it will make the process a lot easier.
0: Excellent. I'm Dr. Barry Menon, and you've been listening to GI Insights, produced in partnership with the AGA on ReachMD. Be sure to visit our website at reachmd.com AGA, featuring podcasts of this and other series. Dr. Galad, thank you so much for being with
1: us today. My pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity.